Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. Uh, the, the, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen is that faith that heals us when we need the healing. It is that faith that allows us to do things. It is that faith that protects us from danger seen and unseen. It is that faith that heals us. It is that faith that gives us the job and people try to figure out how did you get that job? How did you get that car? How did you get that? It is that faith that connects us with one another. Bartimaeus had faith and he was able to go to the next level. Amen. Let's get into the word. Our gospel message will come from the gospel according to Mark, the 10th chapter. I'm going to be reading the 46th through the 52nd verse. Again, that is the gospel according to Mark, uh, ver chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. I'm reading from the New International uh, Version of God's word. Let's see what it has to say for us today. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, church. God, we thank you for the word that is about to come forth. Uh, we ask that it be uh, a spark to people's system, uh, an igniting of their faith. Uh, let us all be doers of the word and not hearers only. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Uh, for the time that's ours to share together today, I would like to talk a little bit about smart glasses. Smart uh, glasses. I like technology. Um, I have a smartphone, I have a smart watch, I have several tablets, and uh, one, sometimes even two laptops in my backpack, depending on what's going on uh, in my life. One thing that I've been looking at but haven't taken uh, the opportunity to purchase has been smart glasses. Uh, uh, my, my funds are a little insufficient right now 
uh, compared to the price point uh, for some of these smart glasses. They uh, can go for as much as $1,500 or more. Uh, so I'm a little, I'm a little insufficient right now. So I'm waiting for uh, the price to drop down before I, I take that leap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I know I'm not alone in this. Um, wearable technology has gotten popular. Uh, because the, the wearable technology can do so much. You have smart watches that can track your workouts and monitor your health and answer your phone. And, and yeah, they still tell time too. Uh, virtual reality goggles that make you feel like you are inside the video game or the movie or the whatever you're doing. Uh, uh, chances are... Just about everybody you're talking to is wearing some kind of device that makes life a little more interesting, informative, and convenient. But the fact of the matter is, is most of the tech that we wear isn't essential to life. And uh, many of us have made it to adulthood with watches that only tell time and phones that only make calls and not always having a computer tablet around but actual pen and paper that doesn't get a virus or have to be rebooted or get some sort of upgrade because when the new one comes out, the old one seems to stop working every time the new one comes out. But some people actually need the technology because it can be the difference between life and death. Think about those who wear a pacemaker or an internal defibrillator which uh, monitors and regulates the heartbeat. And, and while those technological advances enable the longevity of life, uh, others are improving the quality of life for people with disabilities. Uh, there is technology out there for the blind and the visually impaired, and it has the potential to make a huge difference in the quality of life for those who have to go through life a little differently than we do each day. Uh, they call it assistive technology. Uh, they actually make uh, a brand of smart glasses that allow uh, people who cannot see or are visually impaired or have low uh, vision, rather low vision, it acts as a visual or an audio assistant for those people so that they are able to have a little bit more uh, vision than they would have had without the technology. This is an encounter with something that changes that person's life forever. Uh, we see an encounter uh, that improves someone's vision, that changes their life forever in the text here. Uh, we have Jesus and his, his disciples and a crowd all leaving Jericho in Mark chapter 10. This is not the first time Jesus has healed a blind man in the Bible, in the gospel according to Mark. Matter of fact, I read uh, chapter 10 in your hearing, but Jesus healed a blind man in Bethsaida around chapter 8. Uh, but Jesus 
comes here in, in, in Mark chapter 10, uh, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. Uh, Bartimaeus actually means literally the son of Timaeus. And Timaeus means highly favored. So this was supposed to be the son of somebody who had done well for themselves, but the son is still on the street begging. Life happens to us all. And so no matter how high up you are, you can always fall back down. And no matter how great everything may be going on in one person's life, you have no idea what's going on with their family. And Bartimaeus calls out to Jesus by calling Jesus the son of David. That's one of the, 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 the titles that was given to Jesus because the prophecy for the Messiah was that they had to be uh, born uh, and be the root and the offspring of David. And so Jesus is walking and Bartimaeus calls him son of David when he hears that Jesus of Nazareth is coming. So he knew this man was a savior. He knew this man's title. And despite his physical blindness, he was able to see something that the average person could not see. That's why you cannot discount people based on your own uh, preconceived notions just because they didn't hit your checklist. They might know a little more than you know. They might have seen some things that you have not been able to see. They might have experienced some things that you may not have been able to experience. So we cannot discount that. There are some things that I noticed about Bartimaeus, and I'll bring it to the point, and, and I'll pull them out of the text, and, 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 and then we'll be going on about our way. But the first thing that I noticed about uh, Bartimaeus in this chapter and these things that we can learn about being uh, uh, getting in contact with these people is that Bartimaeus refused to be deterred. He, want, he wanted Jesus and he was not going to let anybody stop him. Bartimaeus called out to Jesus and the closer that Jesus got to Bartimaeus, the louder Bartimaeus yelled. He would not let anybody keep him quiet. He refused to be deterred from the goal. He did not allow what the people around Jesus thought who didn't know Bartimaeus from Adam. He didn't mind what they thought. He knew I needed my healing. And so I'm going to do what it takes to get that healing, and I will not allow them to set me back. If I myself had allowed every setback to stop me in my life, I would have never gotten this far. There are jobs that I would never have had. There's education and training that I would never have earned. If I let every setback stop me, I would not even be ordained right now. We need to be like Bartimaeus and not let any obstacle stand in our way and prevent us from doing what God has called us to do. We all can be like Bartimaeus. And not only was Bartimaeus that was someone who sought after Jesus and refused to be deterred, Bartimaeus had faith. That's the second thing Bartimaeus had. He had faith. It took faith for Bartimaeus to call out to Jesus. And Bartimaeus showed his faith by not being deterred and going after what he needed. And not only did he go after what he needed, he took off his coat. Uh, yes, the text says he took off his coat, this same coat that would have kept him 
warm on cold nights that would have protected him from the weather and the elements. That same coat he took off when he was going to Jesus, that same coat that probably had the little change that Bartimaeus had got from begging on the side of the road. Can you hook a brother up? Can you help a brother out? I'm pretty sure he'd take that and put that in his coat. But 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 Bartimaeus went from begging for the change and, and holding it in his coat to taking it off when he knew he was going to something better. He tossed aside the quote cloak that would have represented the old things that he was doing. He tossed aside the cloak that would have represented his past and his former life because he knew if I could just get to Jesus, everything in the past would not matter. And it is his faith that healed him. It is by faith that we are healed. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. It is that faith, the evidence, uh, the, the, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. It is that faith that heals us when we need the healing. It is that faith that allows us to do things. It is that faith that protects us from danger seen and unseen. It is that faith that heals us. It is that faith that gives us the job and people try to figure out how did you get that job? How did you get that car? How did you get that? Is that faith that connects us with one another? Bartimaeus had faith and he was able to go to the next level. And he took off his cloak. He didn't hold on to what he had always been doing. He didn't let what he had always been doing prevent him from going on to something higher. And the last thing, the third thing, rather, that Bartimaeus did is he followed Jesus. Ah, yes, yes. See, the text says uh, in, in verse 52, go said, Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received sight and followed Jesus along the road. Some translations don't say the road, they say the way. Uh, there's a discipleship element in there. You see, this Bartimaeus is, is blind and he's being healed, but this is also an opportunity for discipleship. Uh, we all should be desperately chasing after Jesus. We all should be exercising our faith. We all should be following Jesus after we've gotten what we want. Jesus' response to the blind man is an invitation. Go, your faith has made you well. And Bartimaeus responds to the command of Jesus, not by going, but by coming along to follow Jesus on the way. Amen. Mark says that he immediately regained sight at Jesus's word. And one might argue that he could have probably seen all along. But the implication is, is not only did he get his healing and say, thank you, Jesus, and go on about his way. He became a follower of Jesus now that he saw clearly he had been giving sight because of his faithful insight. And now he would see the glory of, the, of God in the face of the son of David, the root and the offspring of David. And they went on their way to Jerusalem. And I like that it says uh, that they were going to Jerusalem uh, uh, because uh, they called him the son of David. When the original King David entered Jerusalem against the Jezebites, as a, a conquering hero, the inhabitants said in, in 2 Samuel that the blind and the lame were going to turn him back. 
They were, they were saying when David went into Jerusalem, he was going to be so weak that the blind folk and the lame folk were going to be able to throw him out of Jerusalem. Uh, but, but the son of David, in contrast, what, what, what happened is David would take the city and then just to make sure that the blind and the lame didn't kick him out, he kicked the blind and the lame out. So King David kicked the blind and the lame out, but the son of David removed the blindness from the people. And so as he went into the city, this is a story that reminds us that the Messiah has come to restore sight to those who have been blinded. Not just that they can't see, but those who have been blinded by power, those who have been blinded by expectation, those who have been blinded by despair, those who have been blinded by sin. Only those who are willing to put on the spiritual smart glasses of a humble and repentant disciple will be able to see and understand how Jesus conquered the city and the world, not through the power of might, but through the glory of the cross. Wearable smart glasses would be a great help for those who need them, but spiritual blindness requires a different sort of corrective lens. Do you see Jesus as a means to an end, only to enhance your reputation, your status, or your own glory? Or do you see him as fire insurance, a way to get into heaven quickly? If so, you may need a new vision. It is that kind of vision that a, even a blind man can have, a vision of humility and faith and a desire to follow the one whose throne is on the cross. It's not the latest gadget that saves you, but only your faith. Jesus paved the way and we just have to have faith to believe it. We just have to believe in the only begotten son and believe that when he went to the cross, he took all of our sins there and lived a life that we couldn't live and died a death that we couldn't die. We have to have faith to believe that when he died, he got up on the third day with all power in his hands. We have to have faith to believe that we will see him when he comes back again. Only that kind of faith can make you see what you could not see before. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open, and we invite you to come. Pray with me, church. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for the opportunity to have true vision, to have true vision in your word, Lord God. Uh, we come before you as humbly as we know how, asking that this message that goes out to your people be a seed that is planted in good soil and produces a great harvest, 30, 60, 100-fold. Lord God, we ask that your Holy Spirit do what it needs to do and that it uh, will help the people remove the blinders and help them be able to see and know Jesus Christ in the pardoning of their sins. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ever ask or imagine, the only wise God, it is in Jesus Christ's name that we submit this prayer. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simp Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching and God bless.